You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Boss Hog Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. This is episode 18 of the Boss Hog Liberty. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill. As always, I am joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. Our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics. We promise that our episode is going to be fun and easy listen. We're going to interview all kinds of influential people. Today, we are joined by uh, a guest from a previous episode. Episode 7 was Clay Morgan, and he's back again. Welcome, sir. Hey, glad to be here. Appreciate you guys asking me back. Thank you very much. So Clay is a uh, was on our highest listened episode to yeah, in well, the history of the show. What is up with that? Episode number seven, Clay was on. Uh, we we have a have uh, watched a couple of them come pretty close. Yeah. They've they've climbed up there, but it seems like every time one of them gets close. Somebody has to go back and re-listen to yours. Somebody goes back I, in time and checks back in on you. So, I, do you have the login information well, for our Fireside account? Are you well, watching that? Um, he no just comment. Likes, he just plays. <laughs> no it's comment. On, it's on a boot loop in the MVP barbershop. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I think it's because you have in the title there something about Abraham Lincoln being a war criminal. Well, he yeah. is. So, I yeah. think that's I really, we, I think yeah. that's what draws people. Abraham attention. Lincoln, war criminal. <laughs> <sighs> So uh, on the last episode, you uh, you you cut a commercial in here. I'm sure that hey, we did. You had a lot of heads to cut after that, oh, or, or people that mentioned kidding. it. You are not kidding. There have been times I've gone in there since the commercial aired and had to come back at a later day because it's so crowded. Now this is true. It's uh, so you and I had a conversation maybe two months ago. You said since one point in time, I don't know what the change was, but it's been nonstop. You've been busier. You don't sit down. You don't get breaks. You know, now that you bring it up, I think it was all due to that. There's a real correlation. I I really think so. So we have another sponsor of sorts today. Of course, MVP Barbershop is the official barbershop of the Boss Hog Liberty podcast. Oh, my gosh. I just took a bite of this donut (laughs) here. But we've got the L&K Donuts or L&K Produce Stand. Uh, Cade Coger is a a listener uh, of the K and the L&K. And Corey Coger is the... uh, I guess the chief chef down there and, and, and bottle washer, he, he, he runs the show. Uh, and I, I've known both of them almost my entire life at this point. Uh, so there was an Instagram post today that, uh, they had these apple cider donuts. And I said, you know, send some our way. We'll sample them. We'll give you a pitch on the show. I stopped by and saw, uh, Corey and he sends us away with three slushies. I haven't tried any of these yet, but I, everybody else has got their mouths full. So I have my job is to talk at this point. You're doing yourself a horrible injustice. So we've got apple cider slushies, blueberry cake. Uh, they're cake donuts, I guess. Yeah, they're cake they're donuts. Deep fried and covered in sugar. Oh yeah. So if they're very they're very Indiana. If you have uh, heard the crunching, it's from all the sugar that's on the outside. So good. And then uh, and then we've got the apple cider donuts as well. So. I'm going to try to host the show and have a donut along the way here. Everybody else is plowing through them. And there's only three of us, and they sent us with a dozen. So I didn't have to cook dinner tonight. We're, we're set. 
It looks yeah. looks good. Our our chances are good of having a. The only thing we need now is some Lee's famous recipe chicken. They're not an official sponsor. <laughs> the perfect Newcastle meal. <laughs> uh, applesauce donuts and some fried chicken and uh, Bud Light. I will say <laughs> I will say that Clay is significantly underdressed. I visited him with him yesterday at the uh, Henry County Courthouse, and he was in his shirt and tie, looking very proper. And now he's uh, now he's back down to his barbering clothes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You've just got the one suit. So once it, it comes out exactly. once a month, at three o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man! So Dakota and I, it, it feels like we haven't seen each other in in days now. You know, we we spent the weekend been... almost every waking moment of the last weekend again, and into the next day together. Yeah, it was the last couple of days have been calm compared to how the weekend was. If you haven't met Jeremiah Morrill. He is a non-stop, he's like a rat on acid, just constantly <laughs> going, uh, constantly moving, um, which is fine. It makes for uh, really good content for the show. It also makes for uh, just a good time. We have a pretty good time. I feel like I like my naps, though. You say I'm constantly moving, but... Oh, uh, you're, you're... I've never seen you sleep. <laughs> no, you've just dreamt about me. That's <laughs> yeah, probably, I say, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> I've watched you sleep, though. <laughs> I've, sl- I've slept in your house. I've slept mm. in your house and never seen you sleep. Yeah. You have, you've been there when I've gone to sleep, and you have been there whenever I woke up. That sounds special. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> You're always there for me, Jer. Always, always there for you, Dakota. So we spent, uh, we spent the weekend. Uh, this is literally like I've non- I, I have been nonstop since Friday. Friday night, uh, my my brother's girlfriend was uh, was having her go going away deal. She was going to Chicago, so I had a bunch of people over to the house, and she was going back to grad school. I was one of those people. Dakota had stopped by as well. <laughs> uh, Dakota and Audrey. My mom was making a nice dinner, and I, I took a picture of it, sent it to Dakota and Audrey. And I'm like, hey, my mom's not Italian, but she's made way too much Italian food. There's no way we're gonna eat all of this. So I said, Just bring your appetites and come on over because we were gonna go bowling. Uh, I we, we this is two weeks in a row we've decided we're going bowling together. <laughs> And they had what used to be Rock and Bowl. You, mm-hmm. Did you remember Rock and Bowl oh, yeah. at the Rose Bowl here in Newcastle? Done it a few times, yep. So it, it used to be like there was a Christian rock night and then yep. like a harder rock night. Yep. Now on the Friday night, it's Cosmic Bowling. So they turned the lights off and it wasn't the rock music that I was looking for. It was Some of it was the older rock, but some was... Uh, a lot of it was like modern pop music. Yeah. Uh, basically, you turn the radio station in 95.5 and uh, that's what you got. Am I, am I, 95.5 would be country. In, in our market here. Yep. That's WFMS. I'm, I'm thinking it's an 99.5. 99. WZPL. Yep, WZPL. If we're promoting... I just had a blueberry donut, by the way. Yeah, that is this incredible, is phenomenal. isn't it? Those should be... They should, there should be like some sort of a, a county syntax to pay for the roads. <laughs> we'll be working on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, there's a, I know there's a handful of people in county government that'll take that seriously. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. The blueberry one was the first one I that's, had. Yeah, that's the first yeah, one I had. Awesome. It was... Tremendous. I'm so glad I saved it for a second because it was like this Tremendous. perfect buildup into like an explosion of flavor. It was so good. It's it feels early though. It's August still, and we're having we're having fall stuff here. It's true. It's called school started. I guess so. Yeah, it, it just feels like it. State fair's over, Jer. That's true. It's time for fall. So we did going back to our story here. I, I really was distracted. Thank you to uh, Corey and Cade and everybody at L and K. Stop by. They're on the north side of Newcastle. Uh, they've got their produce stand. They've got uh, the apple donuts, the blueberry donuts. 
Uh, they have beef now, so you can actually do your grocery shopping down there. I've actually had their uh, beef patties just the other day. Stopped yeah. by, grabbed and a couple packs, fried them up. It's awesome. really good, actually. Yeah. Really good. Are they like? Yes. Are they local? Are they, I think they're is there. It their beef. Yeah, their beef. They raise wow. it, and uh, they send it to the local processor. And uh, it's tremendous. It really is good. Can't eat more local than that, right? No, you can't. It is very good. All right. So the uh, yeah. So anyway, stop by, check them out. This is good, and we're going to keep making comments. Not because this is a. Uh, it's basically because they put food in front of us, and they're just it's just good. <laughs> exactly. And Kate is a customer of the MVP uh, of the MVP barbershop. So it's just yeah. full circle here. Exactly. They support the Boss Hog Liberty. The Boss Hog Liberty folks come to you. And, there you uh, go. And then yeah, and you cut everybody's hair. You got everybody's hair. You, you cut all the most influential people in Newcastle's oh, hair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. You want to <laughs> you want to get things done? You go see Clay. He'll <laughs> give you. If He'll you give you the uh, late the leader's haircut and the confidence to make things happen. Hey, there you go. When you, you leave, leave a the MVP barbershop, you'll be a more valuable person <laughs> <laughs> and my, a more contributing member to society. My goodness, there are standards. You have to you have to be able to suffer through two or three hours of Glenn Beck and at and, and anyone. Well. <laughs> that may be true. That may the be blaze. True. That's all right. In spite of that, <laughs> just I just sometimes we've never cried on this show, Dakota. If Glenn cries like I've on seen command. You cry a few times. Yeah, man. touches my heart. <laughs> well, at least you have one. I've, I'm, I'm becoming more and more heartless as time goes on. <laughs> so we, we bowled, and uh, Dakota comes over. Well, you got we bowled the week before, we, too. Yeah, we did. I think we covered that. Did we cover that? Yeah, I mean, we covered it, but I mean, I think we covered how I spent some time at work, and I, I get a little bit of downtime during the day. So I'm sitting in front of my computer, and I'm like... What to do, what to do. I remember that we're going bowling that night. So I start looking up uh, tips for beginner bowlers, tips for re- recreational bowlers. And it is like walking me through the steps and how you can do a uh, visualize. Yeah, your perfect swing um, without actually having a, a bowling ball in your hands. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bowl like a 200 a night and freak these guys out. Because there was, a, there was one game the previous time that we bowled, and I didn't break 50. And, I mean, I was wow. So many mad. empty frames. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. He These gets easily are... rattled. Yeah. Like, if he gets, like, two bad things go bad twice, and he's done. He, he's, uh... He... I'm fiercely competitive in that <laughs> sense. I hate losing, and I hate... I just hate not being the winner all the time. Well, that is I just, amazing. You actually I need to studied it. Hashtag keep winning. <laughs> you have to start winning. <laughs> no. It, uh, anyway, what what ended up <laughs> what ended up happening that night, Jerry? How did I how did I do bowling? I don't know. Thirty seven. <laughs> yeah. I did horrible. It was harder. I didn't bowl as well. I had one or two games. I think I bowled maybe a one twenty eight or one thirty at one yeah, point. But, I think so. but it was tough it, with the lights and the disco and. The distractions and the beer, it was, there was a lot of, uh, it was not as conducive to, to good bowling. No, it was not. So. But I ended up doing better the last frame. Do you remember that? You got a strike, didn't you? Finally? I I got a couple of strikes in that game. I mean, I was, and wow. picking up the spares. Wow. And it, it was all because I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care anymore. You just got loose. <laughs> exactly. Just didn't give any cares at all. So then the uh, so we've gotten to Friday night at this point. Uh, I was supposed to get up early and go to the state fair. Dakota was going to go too, and then 
you changed your mind. Yep. You were going to go both. You, you were, we were going to split. We were going to spend the entire weekend together. More forced friendship. And instead, you found another friend to hang out with, and you went I you did. went golfing, and I went to the state fair. Yep, I got a new set of golf clubs, some uh, Cobras, and I was very eager to try them out. So uh, my friend Trevor, who's also going to be standing at my wedding along with Jeremiah, um, the best man, actually, lives in Alabama. He was up for the weekend, and I'm like, hey, you want to go play golf? I got these new clubs, yada, yada, and he's like, yeah, Absolutely. So we go out and we play nine holes of golf at Memorial Park. Um, we're like, where should we go eat lunch? And I'm like, you know what? We should go to Scooters because they got awesome steak sandwiches, like the best steak sandwiches in town. So we go down to Scooters, which is a local watering hole. Like, It's it's next to the corpse of the old uh, Chrysler factory. There's... Yeah, it's a dive bar. And, uh, Have you ever been? You ever been to no. Scooters? No. I know I, what you're talking about. Me either. I've never yeah. been in there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, you don't feel comfortable, do you? I'm getting a little <laughs> nervous right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we go in there, and then uh, we eat lunch. Um, then Audrey's uncle, Randy, texts me and says, Hey, you want to go to the driving range? I heard uh, I knew you got some new clubs. I'm like, absolutely, I'll go to the driving range. So uh, go to the driving range about 1 o'clock. Um, uh, hit a few golf balls, two two buckets of balls, about 150 actually, and uh, end up saying, where should we go eat dinner? Randy's like, hey, you want to go to Scooters? <laughs> I was like, sure, I was just there, but I'll go. Uh, and then I think that we left Scooters, it was 1030 that night. I went to the state fair, I made it back and still hung out with him for two hours at Scooters. Wow. My first yeah. experience. Faithful. I ended up uh, roping Jeremiah in and then... Uh, Tanner produced all the comments on Facebook and swung by. <laughs> Tanner, I think, ended up making a few friends because after we left, I was done. I was tired, beat from bowling, and uh, essentially hitting uh, around 210 around golf 200 balls. 200 golf shots, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> Tanner is still there, and he's like, Hey, uh, you guys just let me know whenever... Uh, Whenever you're ready to leave, because I got to call my dad, and he needs to come pick me up. Uh, I was like, Tanner, I think that we're leaving, like, right now. <laughs> and he ends up staying for two and a half hours after we leave, and is, gets wrapped up in singing karaoke, probably sang a bunch of uh, Toby, Keith. Toby Keith songs. And, like, you got to understand, the He just scene, turned 21. That, that yeah. should have been recorded. <laughs> yeah. The scene at this bar... Whenever we left, there, whenever I went there, it was prime lunch and dinner times, right? And then people start weeding out about 9 o'clock. And then, so whenever Tanner's there, start starting to, to sing, crowd. Yeah, he starts to sing karaoke, and there's like two bikers in there that are about 45, and covered in sleeve tattoos and neck tattoos, leather vests, and uh, then there's one old alcoholic man who's sitting in the corner, and a 48-year-old woman named Denise. Well, you're, you're doxing <laughs> poor Denise now. Poor lady. Denise spanked me <laughs> while I was trying to play pool. You mean she beat you in the pool game? She No. <laughs> she, she did beat me in the pool game. It came down, we were both hitting at the eight ball, but she sp- literally used her hand to strike my rear end. 
while I was trying to hit the ball with the cue stick. It was a, it was a tactic. Yeah. And she literally one of the first things she says to me is, I think I have a son your age. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. It's, a, it's probably a line she's used a lot to go. Yep. And I guess Tanner ended, actually graduated with her son, which is just hilarious. But yeah, there was, there was those four people in Tanner and Tanner singing karaoke. In scooters. He's probably going to be a lounge act within two or three years. <laughs> oh, man. So then I knew you spent the better part of a day in the bar, and you and I had plans. I I took Monday off, the following Monday, and we were going to work on your laundry room. Because you've had, you've had a washer and dryer in your house for basically as long as we've hung out. Yeah, for about six months. Or as long as you've allowed me to go in your house, it's been sitting in there. We were friends before that, but you uh, you never let me you know be on the front door. Takes at least eight months of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never been in Clay's house either. I've only been to his driveway, so that's, 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 way, true. that's the way I'm, it goes. I've never even been to Clay's driveway. Just his home away from home. Yeah, you know, you visit him at work. That's cool. That's personal enough. Yeah, I've never visited your work. No, him. You've taken pictures of my car. <laughs> yes, at yes. my place of work. Well, that was that was mostly because you screwed me up. <laughs> he made me walk a mile and a half to pick up my vehicle. That's not that's not the story we're telling today. So we, we Sunday afternoon, you are uh, you're complaining about how your back magically hurts after hitting 200 golf shots, and you've got a, you've got two days of work ahead of you. Yep, my back was oh, it was, and my my core was just absolutely killing me from playing all from the playing golf. three rounds of golf. Yeah, from all the golf and. Uh, from bowling, and I felt like I was going to die. And then Jeremiah's like, once again, like if you were twenty one, you wouldn't even attempted that. By the way, at thirty four, I'm not, I'm not playing three rounds of golf and bowling. Not a chance. And spending eight hours are, are in a bar. Are you better at golf than you are bowling, though? That's the question I've been wondering. I'm about, yeah, I'm, story. I'm much better at golf than bowling. Okay. That's you the were. that's the deal that Jeremiah and I have going on right now. Yeah. He's going to teach me how to bowl, and I'm going to teach him how to golf. I can guarantee I'm just much better at bowling than I am at golf. Just as long as we pay for each other's uh, memberships at the respective places. I see. I don't think so. You're going to pay for my membership at Memorial Park? <laughs> Is that out, not the deal? You're out of control. <laughs> out of control. I haven't golfed there in a very long time. A very long time. Oh man! So yeah, we built it. We built your laundry room. I, I yeah, gave, we did. I gave the better part of my right, my left hand, trying to uh, trying to carry your washer in after we got everything plumbed up. Look at that! I've been wounded for days. I'm probably going to get gangrene and lose a hand <laughs> from, from from trying to help. It's dedication. Yeah, we worked. What? How late did we work on Sunday? Uh, we worked from we, we early on. We went. Uh, we estimated the job. Went through and figured out all the supplies we thought you might could need. Uh, went separate ways for dinner and then, uh, got there and we worked for, from like eight till midnight or eight to 1230 on Sunday night and then got back up on Monday morning and, and about, went back at it about seven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> and then worked on Monday from like seven to, oh, is it five? Yeah. Five o'clock. I, I went home, showered and went to my park board meeting. Yep. It was one heck of a vacation day. I can tell you that. But on the bright side, I have a brand new working Washer and dryer. You're, you have a working washer and dryer, and I can't do laundry here because I have a plumbing problem in my <laughs> house now. We did all of your stuff, and I can't. Mine's not draining well again. Well, if Trevor was still up here, I'd call him. That's okay. No, I I got it. I just got to crawl down the crawl space and 
Sarah's birthday weekend. That'll be our date. She'll go in the crawl space and help me cut out pipe. There you go. <laughs> Assault was her birthday. Yep, yep. She's uh, she's 27 now, so she's... Uh, Climbing the old ladder. Aging gracefully, I guess, right? Yes, yes. I don't know. She's got the age on Facebook, so I'm not, I shouldn't be in too much trouble for that one. So yeah, uh, we built the uh, we built a laundry room. Dakota and I argued like an old married couple a number of times over what should be done or shouldn't be done. Really, the the extent of our arguing took place in Menards, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Buying supplies. I was completely unconvinced at, for his plan of venting the venting his dryer. Uh, I'm. We won't get into too much of it because I think the code and guess what ended up by. happening though, Clay. Did you get your way? It, I did, <laughs> and you know what else happened? It worked. For now. There you go. It works for now. <laughs> there you go. We also ruined his washer downstairs, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how we did it, but it smelt like it was on fire, and we barely did anything to it. We replaced that It doesn't one just smell like that anymore. <laughs> well, no, the fire went out three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was just the burning wood from cutting the holes in the floor. Yeah, that could be it. That could be what happened. So anyway, that's the uh, that's the weekend that we we suffered through. Uh, we we brought Clay here to treat him like a guest and not make him just listen to what we did. So it has been interesting though. I'm just sitting here, just very just taking it in <laughs> like a sponge. Just just like you're driving down the road looking I, for a bridge. I, to I think drive there's into. one other thing that happened this weekend. What was that? It was my coming of age into adulthood. Oh, we no. discovered while we were at Menards. Remember? Whenever I was oh, it was, was story time you, with Dakota. I was telling you about the the dream that I had. I, I never dream, Clay, ever. And I, if I do, I don't remember them. I'll say that. And I distinctly remember dreaming on Friday night that my truck tires were bald in the rear, and I was really upset that I was going to have to spend the money to replace them, even though I just put two new tires on them. And then I woke up. <laughs> the entire dream was me being upset I... Had to buy new tires. That is a grown man's dream. Yeah, I would. I would definitely ponder that. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? Definitely Clay? ponder that for for days, <laughs> days. Yeah, I have been. It's here. It is Thursday, almost a week later, and I'm still kicking it around. You're empathizing with me because I bought the Tahoe and then I had to put tires on it. So you're just yeah. It's, I your tires on the mind. truck have like 200 miles on them. There's no way they can be bald yet. Well, it could I'm, be if you. I'm it. already worried about when it happens next. Well, maybe subconsciously, that's that's what's in there. Your deep fears are our tires. My God, these tires cost me so much money. <laughs> a thousand now I'm going to have to pay for them again someday. Yeah, you know, and so it's just kind of coming out in your dream. You see, yeah. you have to budget that, I guess. Yeah, you have to plan for yeah. it. Plan ahead. Yeah, so. that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of budgets. That's Clay's. That's Clay's job with the county. You're the. Uh, you're one of seven people on the elected Henry County Council, and you guys. You're basically you're the financial arm of the county, right? Yeah, our number one responsibility is overseeing, transferring of money, allocation of monies, uh, especially in, in passing the, the budget from year to year for the county, and especially when it comes to, uh, the general fund, uh, rainy day fund. And now our public safety low it fund. What's the uh, what's a rainy day fund supposed to be used for? Emergencies. As I, so, I I tried as a park board president, we tried to yeah. get on the agenda and explain to some some of the emergencies that we had developed. Yeah, right, right. But uh, we couldn't. We, we missed the we messed up the paperwork and have to wait until next month. Yeah. Y'all meet once a month. You're you're not once easy to hunt down. No, what, uh, no, we're not. What qualifies as a county emergency? 
So some of the things we've used used it for, um, one of the first times we used it, quite a bit of it. Right up on that mic for me, Clay. Was back when I was first elected, and we had some uh, a need for some sheriff deputy vehicles. They hadn't bought vehicles in several years. Uh, <laughs> there was even a story of one deputy driving down the road, and uh, smoke was coming out from under his car because... Uh, his heels were touching the ground, <laughs> <laughs> so going through the floor. So, anyways, you know, we had we had a lot of cars that had two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, some some up to three hundred thousand, but mostly up to around two hundred thousand mile range. So, so we took a chunk and and began a purchase process for vehicles. That's one, for instance, that we used it for. So, and, and it just depends, you know, uh, different different things that pop up that we have to take care of that there's no other fun to uh to use but we got to be very careful with it right now because when i first started we had seven hundred thousand dollars in it it took us two years we went through five hundred thousand dollars so Man. Now is there is there like a recommended amount does just state say you should have one percent of rev of of collections in a rainy day fund or do they do um, they give you guidance on the rainy day fund i'm sure if we asked they would have something there's nothing that i've seen but honestly from just my short experience um seven hundred thousand to a million dollars maybe five hundred thousand but 200 is not good it's not, so, to, not no, enough to deal it's really not no so we need to focus on it. The only way it's going to be built up is if we focus on it. So interesting. And then you guys have the uh, the low at money. I remember testifying against that about three years ago, saying yeah. that it was going to be a bad idea, and you didn't yeah. have to do this tax, and it was not. You know, it was going yeah. to be. It was questionable to, in, in my mind at the time if you needed it uh, or needed to do that. But I, it's one of those situations where I think the state legislature says if you need more money, here's the gun. Pull the trigger. Oh, yeah, definitely. For uh, sure. And then they make you vote on the tax increase. 100%. How's that worked out uh, looking back now? And It's definitely, honestly, it's definitely been a benefit. I mean, uh, especially the problems we've had this past year with our local jail. Our county jail has been, it's a money pit. And honestly, it's been taking a lot of our funds. Um, like this year, you know, 100-some thousand for a roof, 30-some thousand for, to fix the doors. And then they burnt the jail up, the inmates, you know, causing fires and, and you, you know, you got to pay for that. And so there's, you know, several hundred thousand gone in just a couple of instances. Um, so it's been very, very beneficial. The one thing though, that uh, was disappointing and a lot of, and was one of your concerns and, uh, along with other people was public safety low up money is supposed to be spent solely for public safety. And I can say that we've done that except uh, some other things that, that they have chosen to do is just switch money around. So they'll take it. You might have used public safety money for uh, – you, you, there were things you were already doing public safety money that now you're able to shift those the, dollars. There, yeah. So, so here's a quick, for instance, last year, um, the sheriff's retirement, okay? Uh, close to 300 some thousand dollars a year, roughly, uh, paid for through general fund. That was normal – a normal thing each year that came from general funds. So when we had the low it money, um, one low, thing low it, if you're is a local option income tax, by yes, the way, yes. to define that for those that aren't, yes. that aren't. And, and now they call it lit just local income tax. It's not an option. You have to do it. <laughs> you're right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but anyways, <laughs> we took, um, 
we sat around the table and said, well, we could pay the um, sheriff's retirement and that would free up about, you know, I think we took 200 and some thousand to, from the public safety tax to do that. Well, then what ended up happening is they turned right around and gave, uh, used a, a big portion of that uh, freed up space, if you will, in general fund uh, to give raises across the board, not just public safety. So they basically money was just switched around, which which was disappointing to me because that wasn't the purpose of the tax. Right. It that, was, that's it, just one for instance. What that's, was sold to the people was that we have police cars that are failing, that we need to replace police cars, and we need you know we need a jail, we have a jail that has significant issues, and those were the right. Those are the targeted right. things. And it and it it has helped. It has we have we have done that. We have used it properly to an extent in my opinion but the problem is we've also used a portion of it just to switch money just to trade hands rob peter to pay paul so to speak and that part has been frustrating sure so the um yeah the the at the last meeting i mean it was you i was there and you the county used money to buy an ambulance as an example which uh, is a, a capital fire truck or, okay it was a, for a piece of equipment fire for the fire department, department. yeah yeah, so for one of the townships. but And then you expressed some concerns at that point that, hey, we've got to figure out what's going to happen because there's 12 yes. other townships that are going to line up looking for fire departments out of this fund. Yeah, and, and admittedly, I mean, I knew, and I was the one that made that motion, uh, I know, I knew we were opening up a can there to do that. But they, they had a legitimate need. These were taxpayers that put into that fund. Uh, it's one of our biggest uh, townships as far as population they, uh, this fire department serves those people. They're one of the first responders in that area. I mean, they needed it. It was a legitimate need, but the problem was we weren't ready for it. And what was disappointing is, um, we knew, we knew when we passed the tax that this kind of stuff was coming and we didn't prepare for you it. You didn't have a process for application. We didn't have a process it. for it. So the bad news is we just kind of bit the bullet, so to speak, was a comment I used. There was another council person that didn't necessarily like my use of that term, but that's what we, what in my, I, in my perspective, that's what we were doing. Let's just, we know this is going to be tough. Let's just do it. They need it. It's something that that's legitimate, but we know it's going to be repercussions. Right. And, and it put them on the seat to actually, now we have to form a plan, yep. which that's good. That That's fair, but it, it's a tough process. Like if you're, if you're a, a township trustee in, you know, we'll say Louisville, in, in Harrison Township or another township in Henry County, and you need to save up money to buy a fire fire truck, mm-hmm. and it's going to be $40,000, mm-hmm. and you've got $1,200 a year in, lo- in low-it money, you're going to spend every nickel you have of low-it money for the mm-hmm. next 15 years saving up money to do that. Yeah. Well, or you apply for a, you know, a grant. Right. I, it's not easy. And how most of those survive, my understanding, because I've talked to several, uh, is they do survive on grants, mainly. Um, and the townships, here's the thing, the townships themselves do not get low at money. Just the towns within the, towns the that townships. So Springport, because we're, you know, in that case, we're talking about Prairie Township. Right. So you have a, it's a northern Henry County. You've got a, a, a township that has uh, two small communities. Right. Mount Summit and Springport. Right. And Both, they, a couple they, hundred they, people in each town. They're not, they're no, not metropolis no, no. by any means. Very small. So, so. Uh, for instance, you know, whereas the county gets in low at tax, the county gets a million to a million three 
each from year. low it each year, um, those entities may get one to two thousand each year. Right. Um, and they denied this fire department any uh, any, any of their funds. So thousand bucks, they're going to buy some band aids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. It's it's uh it's it, it, it's, it's not it's not going to go far. Yeah, yeah. Right, it, right now it we works. it's definitely not perfected, and we definitely need to work on how we're going to go about this because you know with you guys living here, you know, uh, you know the issues we have the sheriff department with the jail. I mean, it's been on the it's been on the news, you know, several times in the past couple of years. Certainly, we have some definite issues there. Well, and Henry, so Henry County's talking about building a jail as well, right? There, there's been talk, or there's a, there's there's always been talk of a of a of a study that's coming along or that's trying to come along. Yeah. There's there's unofficial talk in the realms that be, but yeah, there is. We have a uh, criminal justice uh, coordinating committee, and uh, yeah, there is a needs assessment study that's been done. It started at the first of this year. Um, by the end of this month or end of September, excuse me, uh, we should have some cost estimates on about three different options for a jail, um, and then. It'll be up to us to to either say let we need to do something or um, continue to just kind of let things roll as they are. It's a these jails and in, in the we're filling them all up, right? Oh yeah, H- Henry yeah. County's at capacity. I can remember when I was in oh, high school. More so, we, yeah. We, 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 we have, Henry we County had past capacity. At yeah. that point. Henry County had additional room, and they would bring people in from out of out yes. of county and yes. store and, and make money off of it as, yes. in a small you know small for profit way. Rush County, the county to our south here, is mm-hmm. building a new jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today in the Muncie paper, I don't know if you've seen this one or not, but they, uh, Muncie's trying to build a 600-bed jail. Delaware County is. I know they've been talking about it for a few years. And they're getting a couple presentations, and this is... They're this really, I mean, they're building in quotation marks. Uh, they're using a shell building right yeah, now. One of the presentations is to take a shell, you know, we have a shell building here in Henry County yeah, that's, yeah. that's still vacant. Yeah. One of the presentations is to give up in their industrial center, give up on the, the shell building that they have had built for four or five years and put a jail in it, which if you're... It's a great <laughs> idea. If you're in the industrial park, all of a sudden you've gone from having a light manufacturing facility yeah. and next door you've got the county jail. There's some interesting things there, yeah. <laughs> so it's that... Put the inmates it, in the shell building here in Henry County... And then once they get out, they can walk across the street and apply for a job at Boarshead. Hey, well, you, you know, you're definitely thinking. Yeah. It's for the betterment of our county, putting it in the shell building right now. I didn't even know that Muncie had a shell building. Yeah, like, everybody's, like got, we do. everybody's got a shell building. That's right. It was the thing they, they are all the same. It was the every, thing. Every, every rural community in the state of Indiana has yeah. done it. I understand why why they've done it, and it's a public private partnership. And you get a private contractor. You know, Runnebone built this one here. I think mm-hmm. uh, Garmong built the one in Muncie, and they both have been sitting on them for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll say, you know, I, I know I've heard, you know, this shell building attracted other businesses mm-hmm. to come in, even though this yeah. one sits empty. Yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. But um, yeah, Boarshead was one that came in. They, they looked, looked at our shell building. It definitely wasn't going to meet their needs. <laughs> So <laughs> they uh, well, what they do, Dakota, is they build like one uh, sixteenth of the actual building they need. They put that up. That's the shell yeah. building, and they say it's expandable times eight in you know, right. this direction or that right. direction, and you're right. ready to go. Right. Uh, it's just a 
it's just a little taste. It's the same thing drug dealers do, basically. Yeah. The, yeah. the economic development, right, Corey? The yeah. same thing the yeah, economic sure development Corey corporation like will that, do, right? Yeah. Just, just give them a little taste of it, and then they can build it. <laughs> hey, man, check this out. Imagine if it was just a little bit hey, more. We got electric and water down here too. <laughs> Everything you need, Corey. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> right, we, uh, yeah. It, look, it's the market we live in. Delaware yeah. County does it. Rush, yeah. County, Rush County has a beautiful industrial park with absolutely nothing in it. Gorgeous. <laughs> Not a damn building on it. Wayne love County you, John, does too. as well. Um, but it's just that everybody does it, and it's yeah. And then you heard testimony at, from the last meeting that when, whenever somebody actually does come in and invest, they come to the council and they say, hey, I'm going to spend $30 million on a new structure, or mm-hmm. I'm going to spend $1.5 million on my, on my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, where, can I have my abatement, please? Right, right. <laughs> well, it's the cycle that we get into. It, it is, it is. And, and the thing is, um, you know, I've heard people say, you know, tax abatements are necessary evil. Well, in some aspects, I, I get it because one, so many cases, and, and you know, it, it's, they're not going to show their hand, right? So you're sitting there and you're wondering if they don't receive some kind of a break. Are they going to do this somewhere else? Are they going to do it or somewhere else? Right. Because someone else will give it. Sure. And so you're in this competition. And so if they don't come, you don't get nothing. But if they do come, you get some for so many, uh, you know, it builds over so many years. Right. And then once the abatement's over, you get full. And they promise that they're going to bring in 500 jobs so. and they bring in 110. Plus you get, and, and, and it, it's the same story. Well, I mean, you get oh, some, yeah, yeah. you get some low tax happen. money from that too. Yeah, no doubt it does happen. Especially, you know, Borsad, that's a lot of low money. Yeah. Borsad has been good. Um, TS tech has been, been good. Um, oh, who else was it? Uh, oh, we, we keep, uh, it's now Newcastle stainless plate. Right. I think. Yep. We yeah. used to give them abatement. I mean, they've been good for this area over the years. Kept people in jobs, good jobs, good paying jobs. Right. So. It's it's all understandable. It's just it's it's the it's just and it's not, it's not the council level that that it's the it's more the state legislature level it, where yeah, we design you, a we design a system that right. requires once again the locals to make these to make these right. swaps. It, it's kind of like you know you're playing a game of cards. You got to play with the hand you're dealt. Yeah. Well, and, and so you kind of if the Republicans hadn't decided to put make property taxes permanent 10 years ago, this wouldn't be a problem. We could just do things off income taxes and not, not have to charge people based upon sales what taxes. equipment they build in their... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's sales taxes. Sales taxes or income taxes. Property taxes are the worst. Of the three, three you have, that's the absolute worst you have because it screws over the guy that actually makes an investment in your community. Yeah, there could... Um, yeah. Anyways, I, I think a lot about these things. I'm sure you do too, where, you know, it, it's common sense seems like there could be such a easier and better tax structures, criminal justice structure. You know, you're talking about filling the jails. I mean, there's there's common sense things that could be done, but then once you start getting into the weeds of it all and trying to make changes, you begin to learn that, you know, XYZ has so much money here and XYZ has so much money there. And really it comes down to money. And uh, not to go all not to go all biblical on you, but you know, the scripture, you know, talks about you either love God or you love money. And and we, you and and the reason I bring that up is because you can really see how money drives so many things, and it makes people make decisions that are not beneficial. 
to everyone else. Yeah, they're all short-sighted. It's very short-sighted. Money makes you short-sighted. Yeah. Okay. If you don't, so if you anyways, don't have the discipline to plan so, at the yeah. government level or the personal level, you, sure. you get yourself in you get yourself in. So trouble. I know I'm kind of getting into. So let's let's talk about how Henry County compares. You know, you, okay. you, you've looked at other areas and you yeah. you, you kind of study this. It's your it's yeah. your gig, right? How does Henry County compare with other counties of its same size? And you know, the the money that comes in, the, the expenditures that we have to have. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna be comparable to Hamilton County or yeah well, or Wayne County or, or something like that but right you know yeah, like Rush even, County would be right not even similar. Wayne yeah but yeah yeah I looked at the counties I looked at were close and um rural you know and uh the the actual one county that's close to us that is almost identical in population uh and size is uh Shelby Shelby County. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also looked at Rush County. I looked at Fayette County. Um, I looked at uh, Randolph County also. And so basically, just real quick, uh, walk through 2016, December 31st, 2016. What was the ending general fund balance? And we don't stack up very well, actually. Um, we ended the year with 140 some thousand dollars. Uh, whereas Shelby ended the year with three hundred and forty some thousand dollars, I think. And they're the they're the closest to us, right? And they're and the they ones had, that's more comparable. They had the over comparable. over double, right? So, yeah, just yeah, pretty much, pretty much double what we had. But here's here's the thing that, and and, and you have to get way down in the weeds to figure all this out. And, and right. I didn't do that, but um, the thing about it is the other three counties I compared to are much smaller than us in population, but you have Fayette County, which was one of the poorest counties in Indiana. They ended 2016 with over a million dollars in their general fund. Really? And, uh, rush was over a million dollars and Randolph was 3 million. Shelby County has a casino. Maybe we need a casino over here. (laughs) That, that could have attributed to some of their funds. (laughs) But we yeah, yeah, three hundred. Put it in the shell so. building. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> have to apply for but, it. Got to get Tom to, Tom Saunders, our state rep, to get, do us, we need uh, to, get us a casino. Do license. we need to make that a, that shell building a boat so that there can be live dealers, or is that or is that not a law anymore? You know, I, I don't know about that. You know, here in White Estates, we could almost build a moat and make the whole thing a casino <laughs> and solve our solve my sewage. Yeah, problem. but it would be on poop water. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way Italy is. People like to go to Italy anyway. Yeah, that's true. It'd be all right so. in India. Well, thanks for giving us a little little feedback on on how this process works. Right now, you guys are going through doing the budgets. I know my 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 yep. my part of the world is the park Henry County Park Board Memorial right. Park, and we went through and kind of analyzed what uh, the, you know. There's a certain amount of dollars that we you can hear Riley in the background now. The old lab running around, uh, a certain amount of dollars that the property tax caps will allow a park to have, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, and between payroll and headcount it almost takes up the entire the entire budget of what what it takes to operate the park where it leaves nothing there for uh, maintenance three thousand dollars to run a couple hundred acre park right with a superintendent's home 20 shelters and an entire county fairground sitting on it um so it doesn't work very well uh so we we presented a budget or a budget request the park board had some meetings workshops submitted it and then 
uh, I guess from that point, it, our superintendent comes to, to comes to you guys and mm-hmm. makes a presentation. And how does that go? Each department, I, I assume, does something similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in the parks case, um, we do have some say. You know, we can throw some money here and there and, and allocate it. But in the parks case, it really it, park board and health department uh, are the two departments that you can come to us with whatever you want. And we can say yes or no, but then we submit it to the state is really who tells you. Right. The state will, you know, is like last year, as you know, they get your budget. We say, okay. And uh, state says you have to cut $67,000. So you cut $67,000. So that's when Lori comes, works with the auditor, try to figure out what, where you can cut. And obviously in your case, you know, there ain't. There's no, not much there. There's nowhere to cut. I mean, so yeah, we're in a predicament there, also. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So after my uh, my meeting on Monday, we just we had a we we went through in the superintendent's home as a part of the compensation for having a park superintendent. Uh, they have a they have a home that's provided. Uh, I went through and toured it, and the the furnace truly needs replaced. So that's a six thousand dollar problem and a three thousand dollar budget that has to last a year. And then there were bats living in it. So we tried to go to the council meeting, and we missed the agenda, so we have to go back in a month. So now you want a chunk of that $200,000 in our emergency fund. <laughs> I'm just presenting the problem. Only, only $3,000. Because, because you've already been told by a, one of our commissioners that the council has the, <laughs> the money. The council has it. Yeah. We have it. Yeah. It's, uh, that's a, it's that's an exactly what he's going to say. Listen to this recording of Clay Morgan telling me how much money you had in the right, emergency right, fund. right, right. Yeah, tell me if it's an emergency, but it, it's a it's a wild scenario you yeah. get to where we've got you know you've got you've got a contract that says you're going to provide heat for a building, mm-hmm. and then you've got a six thousand dollar problem and you got mm-hmm. no you've got no tool to fix it from from our and, side. And, and here here's the thing, and and you know on on this issue, you know, speaking of Henry County, and obviously you have listeners everywhere that they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, right? But this can relate to to any local government unit um the thing is when you have a lot of times in local government especially i mean we complained about it at the federal level especially when you have the same people in there for so long well locally it it becomes almost a bigger issue because you all live together sure you know what i mean you're coming home to the same place you're not in a district and traveling to washington and you can Speak up, say what you want. It's and a small then, town. We all have to shop at the exactly, same Kroger and the same Walmart. You, yeah. Exactly. So, but what happens is you get the same, 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 same for so long. And so you begin to build a culture and then the economy and society begins to change. But that culture that's built doesn't. And so while everything else is changing around you, Everybody wants to operate the same way they've operated for 20 years. It feels like 1976 in county government. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's a real issue. And I, you know, me personally, I'm concerned about it because, you know, we also sat down in our budget meetings. We have a pro- projection that we paid for uh, through Umball and Associates to give us a financial plan. And, uh, you know, they project out to 2020 for us this year. And our general fund... Uh, they actually pro- project that in 2018 we'll run $18,000 short in a general fund. By 2020, they're predicting $850,000 short in a general fund. But what gets me, what and, and 
And that's this, that's this, not like it's super far off. No, that's it's just a three years, years away. And here's the thing, though, we we pass a budget. Right now, we haven't officially point. passed this budget, right? But we have a budget that will likely pass. My vote, honestly, probably won't matter. Uh, I voted no last year, and it passed. Everybody else voted yes. But here's the thing: no matter how I vote, it'll probably pass, and it doesn't deal with our future issues. It gets us through one year. But it doesn't look at the uh, the big the big black hole that's it staring you three years in the face. Nothing to avoid the iceberg that's ahead of us. We're not even trying to turn the ship a little bit. We're just full steam ahead. And what's going to end up happening a few years down the road is a different council is going to take the burden. And you know, I don't. I know if you want to spend a bunch of time on this or not. But one thing I do want to say, now that you got me on a roll here, but I begin to think, how am I going to vote on this budget? You know, because I don't. I it's not like I always enjoy being the stick in the mud or the thorn in the side. It's just I'm not afraid to be right, right. But uh, I don't want to be that guy that walks in the room and everybody rolls their eye and go, "Oh my God, he's here." I don't want to be that guy. But here's the thing: I thought about this budget that we're looking at passing. I thought, how am I going to vote? And I, and I sat there, and I, I mean, I carry this stuff home, and I'm sitting there thinking about it, a little bit stressed about it. And I want to get along. I want to go along to get along, so to speak. But at the same time, I thought, you know what? Can I look my sons in the eye? And I hate, you know, I'm not trying to run for office. I'm, I've still got three more years to go. But uh, can I look my sons in the eye 10 years from now and, and say and justify a yes vote when I see trouble ahead? Yep. And I don't think I, I can't do that. I, can't, just have I to, can't do that. You have to vote your conscience, and, and, and when you vote no on something, you make it known why. You write it, You write a, an opposition, you know, a, sure. a statement, release a statement. Or you come on the Bulls Hog of Liberty uh, and, and just and tell you, everybody. And you tell us why. Yeah. They'll hear it there, too. But, yeah, Thomas Massey or, uh, or we'll Justin Amash. We'll publish a link to this in the Courier Times. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. And, yeah. The, it's, the guys and gals that I work with, I work with them. I can sit down and eat breakfast with them. I mean, when we get along, it's it's just, I think there is a culture difference there, though. Yep. Um, I just, I see things a little differently. Understand. Yeah, well, I, I understand being on the losing side of a vote on, on Monday night. I, we had a we had a, a, a three to two vote that I was on the, on the short end of, too. That's true. The, uh, the, the park board, we had. Uh, Did some, you get any vote? Yeah, it was three to two. Three to two. Three to two. Okay. So the yeah, no, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. this is uh, somebody had complained or noted that they were there was bow fishing going on in the park, in our ponds where this somebody will use a bow and an arrow, and it's a totally legit thing. If you check, if you have a fishing license in Indiana, you're licensed to bow hunt yeah. or bow fish. Sure. Uh, according to the Indiana DNR, once you have your fishing license, that that covers fishing, which includes. Bow fishing. Bow fishing. So you'll do that for gar or carp. So carp. we have carp, carp here. Yeah. And carp is kind of a carp's not Big a native. Carp. It's not a native thing here. They take over. Um, they, the population does need to be controlled. Sure. And there's it's some a very huge efficient carp way, in that pond. Very efficient way to uh, to actually remove them. It would be to bow, bow fish. So it, in my view, it's kind of a service. But uh, we received two complaints from people that said, "Hey, there's people bow fishing, and they were uncomfortable with it, and they and." It I don't a, know it, how that works, the, and it makes me scared. There, there was a three to two decision <laughs> that uh, people were nervous for the kids. Maybe, hey. maybe they were there. They really wanted to shoot the geese. 
That's it, yeah. There's the, the when geese, you're not the geese looking. are overwhelming as well, the, especially the Canadian <laughs> geese. They don't have their papers. Do the geese taste better than carp? I would imagine so. I would say carp so. Is I've, a, I've had goose. Yes, carp is so difficult to clean though, too, because they have that mud vein that runs right through them. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I don't know. It's a lot easier to shoot hey, was, one than it is to snap one. Was this a was the meeting with the complaints? Was it anything like the uh, the Parks and Rec episode? Where the, had, the guy goes up there and he's like, I'm scared. And she says, what are you scared of? I don't know. I'm just scared. <laughs> Some nights are like that. Welcome to America. Welcome to the county government. Yeah. There were 14 members of the public, plus the superintendent, plus five park board members. That's a lot for our, one of our meetings. Oh, yeah. That's a, Jeremiah's been inviting me to these park board meetings and the commissioner's meetings for as long as I've known him. And it's just, after the weekend that we had, it was like, eh, I think I'm going to stay home. I had a panic moment, too. This is this is me telling on myself. But I, I, I showed up at the council meeting, and I sat in the back row all by myself, chilling. Saw you. I set all my stuff down. <laughs> and then I went down to talk to everybody, and I picked up my phone, I picked up my tablet. And I went down, and I talked to the council members, and I wound up going around. I went in the auditor's office for a little while and kind of talked to folks. Went downstairs, went to the bathroom, got back upstairs, sat somewhere else for the commissioner's meeting. I go up. I got called up for the commissioner's meeting to talk on behalf of the park board. So that was in the first 20 minutes or so. And then there's about another half an hour, hour of the commissioner's meeting. Feeling my pockets. Where the hell are my car keys? Uh I've been all over the county courthouse. I've been in (laughs) offices. I've been downstairs. I've been on three different floors. I can't find my car keys anywhere. I've sat in like four different seats in the building at this point. I'm half panicking, and there's a meeting going on, so I can't just get up and start looking. Because <laughs> I had been down up front where the commissioners were sitting. I had been all about at the podium. I was all over that building. Panicked. Panicked. I almost texted Dakota, and I'm like, hey, man, you're probably going to have to come down here and pick me up, <laughs> which I'm sure would have been well-received. Um, so, yeah, I found them. They were in the back row. I got nice. up, and as soon as the meeting was over, I went to the back row and found them. And the lady's like, oh, I didn't know who's these might have been. I said, they're mine. Thank you. Because I, like, I was like, if they're sitting somewhere, somebody's going to turn them in. And I'm going to have, it's going to be just this whole Then you got to track them thing. down. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't go home. I can't leave. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a panic. Panic moment for me. Oh, it's such a, such a good feeling when you find them. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. But you just feel like I, an idiot. I have, well, I have a key courthouse story, actually. All right. Yeah. I usually always keep a spare key. I'm working on the last of my slushy, by the wallet. way. It's amazing. It's w- Ellen wonderful, Kay. amazing slushy. Stop by and say the Cogers. But uh, I carried this extra key in my wallet. And mm-hmm. my wallet, I had a friend, he made me a, this really nice leather wallet. But one of the pockets has gotten loose where I keep the key. And one day I'm looking for it and it's gone. Well, I have no clue, right? So days, weeks, I'm, I'm just thinking it's gone. So I just can't worry about it. Um. So yesterday, after the council meeting, when we're up front and yep. you're talking, and me and you and Rachel White and everybody, I look over on the president's podium, and there's a key <laughs> right there. And I said, that's my key. I bet that's my key. So I grab it. I go home. I use it. It was my key. Amazing. <laughs> it finally comes back. There you go. There you go. Wow. Dakota's run off. I don't know at this point. We're running long on time here. I don't know if he wants to get into some of the other stuff or not. It's uh, you, you, you get the rest of the programs for you, man. You ran off. You disappeared on me. By the way, Rachel White Connor uh, grew up with her as well. Four H'er. 
she's also an avid listener of the Boss Hog of Liberty. She said she can only allow 40 minutes to the show, though. So, Rachel, at this point, we'll let you go. I know this is the time of the show where you, you're you probably arriving at work. So, uh, being the hotshot lawyer you are, you've got to go inside and go exactly. do something more important exactly. than, uh, than listen to this show. But we appreciate you making it this far. The um, official legal counsel of the Boss Hawk at Liberty. That's right. <laughs> Although well, that's not know. entirely true. We've got <laughs> there's a fierce competition oh, is there, going. Is there? On. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Sean Rao is uh, oh, scheduled yeah. next week. He's that's uh, right. He's scheduled right. to be our be our guest. Forgot so, about Sean. Yeah. Dakota little, was telling uh, me that today. Yeah. There's a little Easter egg coming. Yeah. Yeah. Our our Boss Hog of Voyering in Henry County. That's a uh, Mr. Sean Rao. He'll be on next week. That's right. Okay, so we've covered local topics. Yes, sir. Uh, it's time to time to jump in a little bit on national topics, and uh, we we couldn't have Clay on the show without talking the, about the God yeah, Emperor, the notable Republican soldier that he is, without talking about Mister Trump, and uh, we have to. We just have to trash on him Wait, for a little bit. We should probably make him go through and pick pick all of his favorites right now in the Indiana primary for the sixth congressional district seat and the U.S. Senate seat. You got well, well yeah. You I, got you got things lined up over there yet? Are well, you running for Congress? You running I, for Senate? I, I, I am not. I am not. But <laughs> but I, I I do back. Uh, I do have a senator uh, race candidate picked already, and uh, you know if if my buddy Mr. Warner's listening. You know, I do apologize. Uh oh. You know, oh, no. But but you know, I I've talked to Luke and I support Luke uh, Messer for the U.S. Senate seat there. <laughs> I I like Luke a lot. I've been a fan of his since 2000 when he ran for sure. the Congress the first time, and then the second and third and fourth times he ran unsuccessfully. I you know except, I cheered for except him all along. For some reason, Jeremiah is blocked on his Facebook page. That's true. I couldn't. You're comment. blocked on Messers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I he sends a picture one day of something that he had posted on uh, the campaign's Facebook page. It's like a picture of him and his truck that says Luke Messer for you to or whatever. And uh, Jeremiah says he must be scared that people are going to make fun of him because no one can comment on it. And so I went to the page and I just commented, I like Luke <laughs> on the picture. And yeah. I was like, no, only you have been blocked from commenting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Darren Darren had me blocked for the longest time from the Henry County Democrats page as well. <laughs> I'm trying desperately to get blocked. On <laughs> That's great. I've been blocked by Occupy Democrats. <laughs> I've been blocked by uh, the other or the 98 percent or the other 98 percent or whatever there are. Um, and then a uh, a communist meme page too. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't been blocked from anything yet. Well, you're not trying hard enough. I don't try hard enough. Darren, if you're listening to this, I'm coming for you. Oh, man. Dang lefties. Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, there was a chance up until yesterday I could have been Darren's new boss, but the commissioner saw to it that I won't be. I won't be on the planning commission. Yeah, that's right. I did did hear about that. So Donald Trump flip-flopped. Yes. He's he's wearing uh, Old Navy flip-flops, and uh, they have flipped and they have flopped totally. One side... We have him uh, in 2011 three times saying that the war in Afghanistan is a waste of money. Uh, we should be pulled out. Uh, in 2011 or in 2012, he actually tweets out, "Ron Paul is right about Afghanistan. We need to get out of there." Actually, not only that was not the first time in 2012. That was the uh, that was like the fifth or sixth out of the seven times that he tweeted it. Uh, in 2013, eight more times, and two 
uh, times in 2014 and 15. That is a uh, that's a pretty strong record of being against the war. Yeah, he uh, really hates this war. That's a, to- a grand running total over uh, the course of four years. That's almost enough for me to want to consider voting for a guy that's gonna that's gonna be that committed yeah. to making a change. Yeah, you would think so. Um, uh, and then then what happened, Clay? What happened here? What did he well, do? Here's what I here's my perspective anyway my very minute county government perspective on on this issue. Um, I remember when here here's what I think happened. Not just very outside look. I think he truly thought in the beginning we need to get out of there. We and we probably to be honest with you, it probably didn't all start correctly but you know now right we, we see in hindsight right and that was that was one of the things that he also brought up in the speech was we was uh talking about how we're we are uh stuck in this position where i think we're stuck things weren't done right before um we can't go back in time and we can't change our actions whenever we first went to afghanistan but he also said my original instinct was to pull out Right. And historically, I like following my instincts, but all my life I've heard that decisions are much different when you sit behind the desk in the Oval Office. In other words, when you're a president of the United States. So I studied Afghanistan in great detail and from every conceivable angle. After many meetings over many months, we held our final meeting last Friday at Camp David with my cabinet and generals to complete our strategy. Right. So I have to respect the that he actually did admit my instinct was to pull out. Right. And... He, Yes, I do like to go with my instinct, but after sitting behind the desk and learning the things I've learned, I've changed my mind. Right. Yep. On a positive side. 16 years. Yeah. Oh, I know. 2001. Yeah. And no no real end in sight. Not at all. So no, it's like that. Did you see that Onion article? Mm-mm. 19-year-old uh, man happy that, uh, overjoyed that he will be walking the same route as his father. Oh, I, I've, I've, I didn't see that article, but I've heard. That there were people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got yeah, literally second oh, and, generation and people no fighting the same war. And here's right? here's the thing. Here here's there's a few things from from a distance that I that I see about this. One is one on, on the positive side with Donald Trump. Um, I'm glad to see that he's finally not saying I'm right, you're wrong. I'm going to do it my way anyway. That's a good thing. It's a good thing that he's listening to somebody. He's running out of people to fire. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that is true too. But he's surrounded by generals. He's surrounded by people that have been there, done that, and so there's there is absolutely no doubt that he heard things, saw things, and understands things much, much differently now right. than he did before. And I but, don't, I don't dispute that at right, all. Right, right. But it's the things that I think that he. It's the reasons that I think that he's learning that I I have a problem with because I don't think that there are legitimate reasons to be at war. I don't think that it's because there are legitimate terror threats that we need to be continuously just doing proxy wars in the Middle East. Like Yeah. I, that, I don't know. I know there's I know be. there's there's much more activity than what we know about. Um I know people who have been to um, in in contact with people that work for you know the big big time 
government, Homeland Security, you know, all that stuff that freaks me out, you know, that monster that we've created. Um, And there's some very serious, legitimate threats. Um, There has been plans to attack us, and they have failed. Some of it's been because of all this connectivity we have and all this insider information we have and things of that nature. Um, But but here's one thing on on Afghanistan that I, I ponder. I mean, I don't know the details, but I ponder, and that is this. Glenn Beck, my good friend, he said he was a very uh, adamant and, and outspoken uh, with President Bush when this whole thing started way back years ago. Bush had him to the White House, and, and it, took ye- it took several years before Beck said what the president actually told him because he said he didn't feel like it was right at the time. But he said while he was in the office, because I always heard him say President Bush told him something that blew his mind and that he he couldn't say yet. But then the day came, then he he let it out. And he said President Bush told him, because Beck, again, was complaining about why are we doing this? Why are we over there? Why are you making these decisions? And said the president looked at him and kind of motioned toward the desk and said, I want to tell you, he said, whoever sits behind this desk, he said, I don't care who it is. And I think it, what, what was it, McCain and Obama were running the Sure. Right. 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 He said, whoever it is, they will make the same decisions that I've been making because they'll have to. Okay. So hey, you operate from a position of of well of of, of no options. Yes, the, the military it, calls the shots, and you well. Go the and I, I don't know what he meant. I don't know what what he's saying. But here's something I watched even during President Obama's term, though I was very critical of many things uh, of his policies. One thing I noticed about him is even though he campaigned on full pullout, mm-hmm. he campaigned on ending the war. He was all about it. Right. But eight years. None of them mean it. He never did. Why? President Trump comes along. He makes those comments for years. But when it's his decision, he meets with his staff and says, can't yeah. do it. And I think that's what So something's what up. made it. I think it's fear. I think it's what made it to where I think it's, I really do. I, I think it's I think it's fear of of, of doing something differently. And it, well, I, see, I'm not saying what, that's not possible. But that's what I quo. thought. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Trump has got like big balls. Okay, we cannot dispute that. He is just it, is that the mean, man, Are you judging that based off the size of his hands? Oh boy, <laughs> no. Oh, okay, from the minister. And okay. I mean, my goodness, the man. He tweeted out that that gif of him beating up CNN. He just tweeted out another picture of him eclipsing a black and white picture of Barack Obama. And I mean, if there's anybody he tweeted that's, that out himself, yeah, yeah, oh, I didn't see and that one. If, yeah. That was just today. Okay. Um, yeah. And if there's anybody that's not going to be afraid of offending his cabinet, then who? Who will it be? Right. No, and I see what you're saying there, but so, but on the other side, it makes me wonder: is there something much more serious to this 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Don't drink the fluoride. Because he is someone that typically is not afraid. Yeah, I I agree with you. He's not afraid to look stupid. He's not afraid to be an idiot. Yeah. Because sometimes he does. Now, it's, I, I, you know, I respect the position and I, I like a lot of his stances, to be quite honest, but the way he goes about things is obviously very abrasive. Unpresidential. And well, unpresidential. We'll leave it at that. Sure, sure, sure. But, um, but you're, again, you're in favor of his. Uh, like I said, it, it just his, makes me wonder what he's heard. What he's heard. Right. To make him change. Now, what's your little comment? I said you're <laughs> in favor of his health care plan at this point of just pass anything, uh, I'll sign it. Well, health care's no. Yeah. I can talk for about healthcare for a little bit. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, right. The, the last, yeah, I, the last not worry about it. I, right? I've gone into Clay's barbershop for a twenty-minute haircut and stayed yeah. there for about two hours in the evening. We've talked about, about healthcare. Healthcare. You must go in quieter days. I t- poor Clay. Every time I go in, he's got three people ahead of me and three behind me. <laughs> but I always enjoy to see your face. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. You so you basically, that that's all <laughs> there really is to say about Trump's policy. Is it's it's going to be the same. We're gonna, if he's yeah. in office for four years, then it's going to be. Uh, it would have been the same. If it's going to be elected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think so. And if and when he quits in shame in two months or two years, <laughs> Mike Pence is going to have the same policy. It won't change. Here, it, w- there's before the election. I said many times, I don't care who wins. There's two. There's two things that I believe will happen. That we can't stop. And one is some type of war. I think it's going to happen at some point. At some point. Because the world has become so tense. At some point we're going to go. Whether we like it. Whether we want it. And whoever's president. Some button's going to be pushed somewhere. The other thing is our economy. I I think we're. um, Though things seem to be going pretty decent now. It bothers me when the Republican Party boasts so much about how great things are. We've seen it all before from the Democrats when Obama was in there. But the fact is there's still certain things and aspects about our economy that look a lot like right before everything busted. Sure. Yeah. and, and you've so always, you've always, You're always going to have periods of, yeah. of, of and I don't recession. Think, I don't think and, Trump and I don't think Hillary Clinton, either one, could stop that. Yep. Well, no, you have the economic economics work in cycles, right? You're sure, going to have exactly, that. Yeah, exactly. Gary Johnson couldn't have done it either, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but whoever's in office will get the blame. Yep. Period. Yep. Speaking about Hillary Clinton, we're talking about when Hillary came into office, and I don't. Do you listen to Tony Katz at all? No. Either yeah. Either one of you. Sure. Yeah. He, okay. They, they, they work the man like crazy. He work, has to work about six hours a day for WIBC. He works four hours in the morning and then two more mid morning. Yep. I hope he's well compensated. I would imagine so. I, he's got a good radio program, but he he stood toe to toe with Greg Glenn's last this week. By the way, co-host Greg Glenn's of the Big Show. Uh, Greg's going to be on Abdul's show. Greg Glenn's okay. of We Are mm-hmm. Libertarians. He'll be on Abdul's show on Saturday. And, Tony uh, Tony Katz was on there too. Oh, Tony's at the same station, and Greg Greg yeah. said he's about one foot six shorter than he is. Really short little. Yeah, Tony Katz is diminutive is short. Yeah. Man, that's weird. He's got tiny, such a powerful tiny voice. Tiny little Jewish guy. Anyway, please continue. Huh. Shamil. Um Just like he's one of your people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. Shalom. Did you listen to that? Uh-uh. Yeah. I we, am, have, uh, we got our ancestry results back. Oh. I'm okay. 100% European, 75% British, 10% yeah. Irish, and a little bit of mud in there. I'm uh, 80% Great Britain uh, and uh, 10% Jewish. 
Ah. Or no, 9% Jewish, 1% Middle Eastern. Ooh. Yep. Almost almost like Jesus. Mexican, yeah. I yeah. said I'm a brown Jew. That's as close <laughs> to Jesus as what you guys are. <laughs> yeah, so Hillary's got a book. Yeah, Hillary has a book. The title of it is hilarious to me. It's liter- It's titled, What Happened? And the only thing that I can think of... Is that her quote on election night, maybe? That they're uh, taking that from? I don't know. I can just... What happened? What happened here? No. Um, oh, my God. The title of that is just so funny. What happened? It doesn't take much to make him laugh. Does it have her? Does it have her on the cover with her head tilted and shrugging her shoulders? <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, I can't say I've read it yet. No, nobody has. It, it's not <laughs> technically out yet. It's oh, gotcha, they've gotcha. they've been periodically releasing um, snippets, um, portions of the uh, the reading of it by Mrs. Clinton herself. Oh, she sounds like. She's speaking at her own funeral. It's awful. Yeah. She sounds like, as monotone, she has no emphasis of any of her syllables. It's terrible. (laughs) Terrible. She's, yeah. I mean, if there was any... It's not even shrill Hillary. It's dead inside Hillary. Yeah, if there was any thought that, you know what? Maybe she is a reptile. (laughs) This is concrete. (laughs) No, one of the, I think my favorite quotes... From uh, from the book is her saying, "Do you stay calm, keep smiling, and carry on as if he weren't repeatedly invading your space, or do you turn, look him in the eye, and say loudly and clearly, back up, you creep, get away from me? I know that you love to intimidate women, but you can't intimidate me, so back up.'" And she doesn't read it like that at all in her audiobook. She's like, "Do you stay calm, keep smiling?" And carry on as if he repeatedly weren't invading your space. And you're making me want to hear it. It's oh, it's so funny. Quit <laughs> selling her book, you shill. We're uh, here to sell donuts and no, slushies and Tony Katz and haircuts. Produce. Yeah, that's right. Tony Katz did this bit on his show where he he takes her reading the audio book and he plays it with a backdrop of really emotional music and like a violin playing and piano playing. Oh. So funny, but she she goes on to talk about that quote that I just said. Uh, you know, um, stay calm, keep smiling. She's like, there are times where I thought, should I should I just choose option B? It certainly certainly would have made for te- better television, but instead I chose option A and just clenched my teeth and dug my fingernails into the palms of my hand. I'm like, oh my god, seriously. No. She just she uh, she was quick on the trigger with that book. Yeah, she, she's still impacting our lives today. Yeah, bottom of the line is Donald Trump's been elected. There's been countless uh, media attention about um, what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she still continues. She doesn't take the blame for any of it in the book. Okay, she She's she like never Danica says, Patrick. It's not her fault. Yeah, she never says, maybe I wasn't the best candidate. Sure. You know, she she but, blames the Russian hacking. Sure. And James Comey's eleventh hour reveal, or what? I, I think she took. I mean, one thing she took the American people for granted. I mean, you look at you look at the the you know hardworking American man in the factory, 
you know, yeah. that, that was always been Democrat. Um, I think the Democrats as a whole kind of took their people for granted. Yeah, and, the, the and, Dale Coles of, of the Democrat party. Right, right. Dale Cole, he's a great guy. Great guy. Also a customer of MVP Barbershop. I'm surprised. Dale doesn't have much hair left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a great dude. But he's he's that that old time Democrat that that stood for family and and yep. values and the yeah. union living wage supporting sure, sure. Democrats. And, and I think they just oh, it's, it's they got away from that. Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, yeah, exactly, uh, or not Illinois. I'm sorry, Wisconsin, Ohio, and Michigan. Those that yeah. alone flipped the map. Exactly, the, the steel belt. Yeah, yeah, and it, of course Indiana, which was just massive. So, so like massive I said, that I think it got Tong, Todd Young passed Evan by, which is just. Yeah, freaking crazy. Yeah, so they they took everybody for granted. I, I that's my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at the point now. We probably need to move into final thoughts, Dakota. Uh, Clay, have you got anything else that you needed to plug? A chance to for the for the MVP uh, last chance the, with the special of the special of the month for the. Well, I'll tell you what. You come down to MVP Barbershop, and I will give you the best haircut that I possibly can. You know, I can't I can't promise much, but you know, I do my best. For twelve dollars, it's like a twenty dollar haircut. Eight dollars off this hey, month. Twelve dollars. <laughs> if if you're if your barber's cutting your hair for less than fifteen dollars, he's not only giving you a haircut, he's doing you a favor. It's right. That's right. I'm, I'm a man of the people. I just want to. I just want to do a good service to the people. Just want to churn them through. There you go. And you're working on expanding too, right? You're you're, tra- you're trying to get some more chairs in there. Is there talk of it? I, I would like to have. Or you've got chairs. You just need. Yeah, barbers. there's. I've I've got space. Yeah. There's just not a lot of people walking around with a barber license. Yep. Well, it's, it's because it takes thousands of hours to yes, become a exactly. barber in this state. 1,500. One more thing, a future state representative or state senator out of work on. <laughs> yes. Because it should be between me and the barber, not between me, the barber, and the state board of health. I would love to see them do a, maybe a 500-hour thing. I want Clay to be able to give me straight razor shaves again. And then yeah, There you go. There you go. <laughs> You're not allowed to? Just on the neck. You're not around. allowed to? No, not on the face. Why? Because I, I can't believe I'm admitting this <laughs> publicly. But oh no, I've done it. I'm a fake barber. The secret's oh, no. out. Yeah, I have a cosmetology license. Oh yes, flamboyant about it. So so I can't I can't do face shaves. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You what is the what is the it's, difference? It's not in within the, the scope of my license. What a is there a difference in the amount of hours between a barber no, and same. a more and more, honestly, more and more as as time goes on, it's becoming more and more of the same type of thing, except in practice. In I haven't seen his license hanging in there to see so, that he's a it's licensed over by the coffee pot. Oh, okay. Go over by the coffee. I don't. Pot. I don't get the tour in there like I used to. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I do need to hang it up though. Yeah. That's all right. But it's over there. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Anybody we, can see it. We yeah. appreciate you coming by and, well, and joining us. I appreciate you being here. One last thing, just for Henry County folk, is. I do get a little passionate when I come to budget issues. We will get through this year. Um, my concern is just for our future. We need to pay attention uh, to what's going on and feel free to contact me, ask me questions. I'm more than more than happy to answer. Yeah, you are one of the most accessible council members uh, for sure. You go to the barber shop and talk to you, or you've got you do your Facebook Live videos after after important things. And- Haven't done it for a while, but yeah. I thought about doing it again. Yep. So. All right. Well, very good. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Dakota, have you got final thoughts for us? I know you've got, you've been working on a studio. You've got to, got to plug that a little bit. We're trying. I'm getting ready. 
I'm working this weekend. I'm working overtime tomorrow. I'm working over my Labor Day weekend and through my Labor Day holiday. I hear a violin. Yeah. It's all uh, this for the is greater all good. For the good of the podcast. All the money that I get on this overtime is going to have to go towards the studio unless we can get people to come and donate so that I can actually enjoy my days off. But it doesn't look like it's happening, Jer. We've had, we only have $20 built up so, so far. So far, uh, Sarah Potter has donated towards the cause. And yep. we've had about 25 people share it, which is great. Yep. But we could, we could use reaching into that hip pocket. We've had about 30 post clicks. 30 <laughs> people have clicked on the link to get to the GoFundMe page, but nobody has donated other than Sarah Potter. Oh, I'm keeping her. What have I done wrong? <laughs> did, did I write it really horribly? Did I, did the description for why we need money look like it was written by HRC? What I'll tell you what, we what? do we do need to thank uh, Christy Avery. We don't know what she's gotten us, but we did she, hear she got yes. something off of the Amazon wish list as well. Yeah. So I we'll find out did. what that is, I guess, in September when I'm she comes so back excited. next time. And like I keep like looking at the Amazon wish list and I'm like, I wonder what she got. <laughs> oh, was it the rug? Was it the lighting? Was it the phone paneling? It's like, oh. Was it the camera? Did she get the camera or the table? It's hard to know. Nobody knows. All equally exciting. Very cool. Well, I, and I did kick in. Uh, I bought a, an iGuitar guitar rig so that we can, at, at some point soon, whether it's in my house in our temporary studio or at the new studio over at the uh, at the D- Davis Place north of Q Avenue, we will have. Uh, we're going to be able to do some live streams with the uh, with an iPad and, and take this sound, and you'll be able to watch live, share from there, uh, and then uh, and then of course listen to the podcast in your car. Yeah. Very exciting things happening to uh, Boss Hog of Liberty. All right. Um, add me on Facebook if you haven't already and uh, donate to the GoFundMe page so I don't have to work through Labor Day. Dakota at BossHogLiberty.com now? Yep, that's my email. There you go. Wow. So I've got a couple of, uh, couple of quick little tidbits here as we're, as we're wrapping up. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the people at, uh, that have ruined, uh, PETA's, uh, PETA's Facebook filter. Every, they, there's a, PETA, oh. PETA has uh, has a thing that animals are for selfies, not shooting. And I've seen it probably 20 times in the last day, and everyone has been somebody with something that they killed. <laughs> it's been camo, and I've seen more dead deer That's and dead great. birds <laughs> and dead big game from, from my friends, and I, they've, they've absolutely been destroyed. I hope that that is still around when squirrel hunting season comes. I can't wait to get my first squirrel. Are you going to take me hunting and teach me? And yeah, it's I'm going to take you hunting. So much fun. Are you going to hunt with a shotgun or a rifle? I, yeah, I don't care. Shotgun. I'm much better with shotgun, I'm sure. Because the season. But if yeah. you want me to go rifle, I'll go rifle. It doesn't matter. I usually hunt with a rifle. That's but the thing doing. about a rifle is you can't miss. Right. Because it's going to go for a mile. Right. The woods are not that big. Understand. So the probably blood, take a, the take a 410. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't uh, want to kill a horse or something. The, yeah, I'm <laughs> kidding. Or a lake, uh, somebody on the lake. Yeah. The other, uh, the other thing I wanted to or point out is someone bow fishing. Is, is, it, you know, yeah. I'm sorry about that, but I it, thought it was important. It's true. The bow fishermen need to be protected. Their rights have been trampled on enough. We don't need them to be accidentally be shot by a squirrel hunter. If he had just been allowed to bow fish <laughs> in Memorial Park, he wouldn't have been down there in Brookville. He makes a fair point, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
the other one, the other item that I wanted to bring up was ESPN and their stupidity. We had this Charlottesville thing. Everybody's uh, tearing down Robert Lee monuments. We just talked about this when I got my haircut, didn't we? Clay? And, yes, and we did. There's this uh, fellow who appears to be of an Asian persuasion named Robert Lee, L-E-E. Uh, he does basketball and football, and he's a play-by-play guy for ESPN. And they politely said, you're not going to call this game in Virginia. It's not safe for you, or we're not comfortable with it. We don't want you to be a target or a meme. Because that was, you know, he was going to be like the, he was going to be on ESPN 360, and they were nobody's even going to know who the hell his name was. Now they make this statement, and ESPN is, it, it looks like an, another satirical article. Robert Lee can't call the NFL or the, the NCAA game at Virginia <laughs> because he has the same name as a guy that's been dead for 200 years. And by the way, he's an Asian. So just note that that's actually a true story and just take take stock that's where we are now that's the world you live in so but you're listening to this show so you're doing something right uh we appreciate all of the support uh the listens like and share subscribe uh you can hit me up jeremiah at bosshogliberty.com and uh we uh we're we really do have a lot planned coming up uh, episode 19 next week or we already have it programmed uh expecting sean rao unless uh, unless he gets in some trouble and can't come or this show goes terribly and it ends clay's career and sean has to go protect and you know protect himself um episode 19 he's he's scheduled so with that we will see you all next time all right thank you for listening to the we're libertarians network get our other shows at we're libertarians.com